It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hi everybody, it's Craig, Craig White of Passion to Succeed, a really empowering podcast show to really enable you to believe in the opportunities that lie within you, around you and before you. And I'm really stoked today to have a really successful guy who has recently actually launched uh, his business into the UK market, so we'll discuss that um, in a moment, but a guy that's become famous for, for many things, uh, certainly his blog, uh, if you've never collected to it, it's called thefridayforward.com, but I really would like to, to uh, uh, invite and welcome uh, a great guy to discuss you know, leadership and, and affiliate marketing and internet marketing and how really to shape, I guess, yourself inside out to create the success you deserve and desire. So please, uh, Robert, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you to the show. Mr. Robert Glazer, welcome. Thanks, Craig. Uh, really excited to be here. Great, great. You know, I really do appreciate some of your time. I know we had a very brief conversation before the show, and I know you've recently been over in London, and and um, you know you're based over in Boston in the United States, I believe. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, I'm from Boston, and I and I uh, I've made it about two towns from where uh, where I grew up, so not not too far. Okay, so a great area for friends and family and. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of family here and a lot a lot of friends. And uh, Boston's a great great city, uh, similar I think to London, uh, more than a lot of U.S. cities. So you you've become you've become quite renowned and, and well known for you know being a you know an international speaker and, and I guess an expert in in growing revenues and profits for some of the world's largest brands, which I'd, I'd really love to talk about. And I know you've you've been featured in in um, many magazines, you know, and you're constantly contributing. But where, where did your entrepreneurial career start for you? Because we, we have a, a lot of people that listen to our, our podcast, Robert, that come from all different walks of life. You know, many people that, you know, are looking maybe to get into business, maybe people that are looking to take their businesses to the next level. But how did it all start for you? Where did, where did the passion reside from? Um, the passion's probably always been there. I think I probably was an entrepreneur from the time I was... Uh, six or seven years old when I was making catalogs in school and trying to sell stuff and uh, I was running a little uh, candy reselling operation at about 10 years old that my uh, my grandmother uh, shut down when she found out about. Um, but uh, yeah, I think for many entrepreneurs, it's something that's sort of always been within them. It's just a matter of 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 unlocking it and 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 being willing to sort of take that risk and going with it. I think once uh, people make that decision. There really is no going back. But but there's a lot of people who are sort of trapped as entrepreneurs. I think they're the entrepreneurial person within a company who's kind of you know a lot of entrepreneurs they say are un, un, someone somebody you're about to be unemployable. Uh, you know they're trying the new stuff, they're pushing the new ideas. They're kind of always a little bit frustrated. That's not how they want to do it, and they just you know haven't really uh, don't have the risk profile where where they want to step out and 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 do it. Um, but that that's sort of a threshold. Some people, I, I, I yeah, I think some people from the beginning like are almost unemployable and are entrepreneurial. I think I was probably more in that middle where I really needed to unlock it or be pushed. But it, it was definitely it was definitely there. 
So you, I mean, you've become a, an expert in the field of, of internet and an affiliate market. And obviously, as I, I briefly touched on, which I'd love to discuss in a little bit more depth, that, you know, you really are, you know, making a difference globally with, you know, increasing the revenues and profits of some of the world's largest brands. And, but how, how did you, how did you get involved into, into internet marketing and, and, and that affiliate marketing program? Yeah, so I, you know, I really, um, I, I came into the affiliate model uh, about 10 or 15 years ago and I learned about it. I, I really believe in performance. I think I was always using connections and networking and figuring out ways to help someone get what they need uh, and, 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 and vice versa and really leverage marketing that didn't require a lot of capital investment. And that's what I sort of happened to, uh, across the affiliate model and helped this company named, named Tiny Prince. And I think the affiliate model or the performance model or whatever you call it is just – uh, it, it's just the right way to do business where people win together and they lose together. Um, I just see a lot of hey, people trying to sell stuff to, to folks and not not care if it works. And what's great about this model is you set up the right incentives. And again, everyone does well when everyone does well. Uh, and then the inverse is true, too. So um, there's something about my personality. Uh, and and, and you know, I hate the word win-win. It sounds trite, but that's I've always sought sort of solutions that that benefit everyone so i think i was sort of drawn to the model that's fantastic so you obviously you know many people may not have realized but you are the author of a, a globally best-selling book called uh, performance partnerships the checkered past and changing the present and exciting future of affiliate marketing was that something that you know is it just something that naturally happened or did you have a passion to to write a book for you know, the contribution process? Because I know you've, you strongly believe in giving back and serving others as well. Yeah, I, I think there was a couple of different reasons. So one is I've, I've always wanted to write a book uh, and it was sort of a commitment to, hey, uh, I should just do this rather than, than think about it. Um, two was when I looked around and, and we work in the very high end of our industry, but a lot of our industry and affiliate marketing has uh, been tainted with a lot of legion stuff and some scammy stuff and it just misunderstood and I felt that we were sort of apologizing for what we're doing hey so we're the really good people in this space and that and that um, you know affiliate had become a little bit tainted people were using performance marketing it was just really unclear and so I said why, why don't I define this why don't I go out and write a book that actually explains the industry explains what it's supposed to be owns a lot of its transgressions and and, to, and tells people why this is a good model, makes it a safe model for the C-suite. So that's when we coined um, Performance Partnerships, uh, which actually I was just posting, we got the trademark on uh, in the last week, Brilliant. and really went out and said, look, this is our view of the world. And what I came to realize with this is the only book that has been, for as big as affiliate marketing is, which is maybe 10 to 20% of e-commerce, think about all the content around SEO and all this stuff, I mean, there's one other book in the space that's really for affiliate managers, but this was the first book that really talked about the industry and the model and how to use it, and, and it had some educational value in terms of people coming into the space. A lot of people tell me they buy it as training, they send it to their parents so they know what they do. Almost every other book in affiliate marketing is kind of like how to get rich with affiliate marketing uh, book, which which just doesn't help, again, in that perception. So that is, uh, it was a lot of reasons. Um, but 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 really, uh, as I've written about on on Friday Forward uh, and, and a couple of different places, it was just the decision to write it that <laughs> I had in my head for years. I knew what I wanted to do. It was just the decision between changing the vocabulary of I want to write a book to I'm gonna write a book. And once I did that, my energy was focused on how to make that happen. 
Beautiful. So for somebody starting out, so, I mean, obviously affiliate marketing is, is as you said, huge around the world. I didn't realize, you know, 10, 20% of, of e-commerce sales is through affiliate marketing. Um, and, you know, I know you work with some really major brands, but if somebody was just starting out um, looking to find a space for themselves on the internet, I know I'm not sure what's come first in your career and in your, your development and your journey. I know obviously the Friday Forward um, is something that, you know, um, I mean, I've certainly connected to it um, of recent and, and really enjoying some of your blog posts on there. And, but, you know, it, where do people start? Yeah. Well, I, I think to understand what affiliate marketing is, it's just connecting on a performance basis between people that have audience and, and people that have something to sell uh, and, and agreeing to sort of a cash on delivery type model. So uh, as I said, all, all kind of large brands, anyone over a million dollars in sale typically has a program. It might not be super public because uh, they might not don't want to make it clear, but you can often find the programs on the bottom of, of someone's website. There's a link on a retailer and it says become an affiliate. Uh, so that's what the model is. And really, it breaks down in the old days. If you were a, a brand, you had to sell products and you had to market products. I think the Internet has sort of brought these things into two parts where if you think about Amazon, they are just the massive fulfillment engine for everything online. But Amazon has an affiliate program with, I think, probably almost a million partners who send them traffic and run blogs and do all kinds of stuff related to those products. So. These days, if you have an audience, you can sell products and get paid for those um, uh, for everything that you, people buy coming from your website. And if you're a brand you don't, and you're really good at product and fulfillment, you don't have to own all the marketing and you can go out there and seek partners who are good at the, at the elements of the marketing. So the two terms that are used often are a merchant uh, or an advertiser. So that's the person who's, who's offer, who has something to sell or who's offering up a commission. And then a publisher or an affiliate we pretend, we're really using trying to use the word partner now. I think it's a better a better term. So a partner is the person who connects up with that brand um, and then is paid for leads or sales or other metrics that they send over to the to the website. I mean, it's, it's amazing, really. I mean, you, you. I mean, I've been aware of affiliate affiliate marketing for many years and stumbling across it. And you, I, I think, as you said, you know, at the bottom of everyone's website, a lot of people do use this program now because it is. You know, I know we've kind of maybe come away from that win-win philosophy you mentioned, but you know, for a, for the merchants, they're finding these people that are looking um, to help them grow their business by you know being passionate online and, and being re rewarded accordingly. And I think you know we're we're in that that you know um, entrepreneurial age now where more and more people, I guess, Robert, are looking for um, a little bit of freedom and almost, I guess, what's being kind of branded around that laptop lifestyle. And I guess right. this gives so, people that freedom, right? It, exactly. Uh, you know, a couple of examples. A, a lot of the podcasts that I'm on, when the authors put the show notes and they put the books, they, they are Amazon affiliates. They link to the book. You know, they're generating demand for the book. They make a commission. So that's a that's a real simple ish, uh, example of being one. Um, there's some uh, young gentleman who probably lives somewhere near you that runs this curated soccer channel of clips and YouTube. And my son's watching it, you know, every day. So you can imagine if he has all these people watching all these cool soccer videos that he's uh, curated and gets everyone there, then you know he, he could sell T-shirts and tickets and link to stuff from his favorite team and really begin to monetize that that audience um, because people are getting audiences and followings you know very quickly these days. And then it's oh well, how do I how do I do this? And I think 
people tend to perform better when they're talking about things that they like or they, 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 they've used or they enjoy that they're merchandising rather than just dropping, you know, an ad on their site. Yeah, and building them relationships with people and people are, you know, I guess it's that element of trust, isn't it, that people are developing with their, their audience. Yeah, it's trust and, and, and relevance, I think, too. Uh, I, I think that is what creates trust. I think there's a lot of talk about influencers these days and, you know, influencers are just really a different form of affiliate or publisher. But there's kind of micro influencers who specialize in a category. You know, they have some Dalmatian site and all they talk about is Dalmatians. So there's something related to that. They do that. But then there's the sort of celebrity Instagrammers who have millions of followers and, and they just post, you know, they get paid and they post something and they're inauthentic about it. And I think that really shows and that tends to work in the short term and not the not the long term. So why, why is it why is the affiliate model such an, an important part of companies growing their business? Why, why, why does it work so well for them? Why? I, I guess there's many companies that still maybe haven't gone down this route yet for whatever reason. Yeah, the two main things are, I would say, you pay on performance. So you actually pay for your marketing after you get what you want, which is very good for your cash flow and helps yep. you grow your business. And then two is it, it just aligns incentives, right? So if you hired me to help you do something on your business and you paid me uh, 5,000 pounds a month and then four months later you found out it didn't work, uh, you know, that, that that's what you have a lot of the time. Well, well, my definition of success was different than your def definition of success. In this model, the definition of success and the payment for success is very clear and very tied. I say to you, you know, a lead is worth $2 to me, a sale is worth 10%. Uh, I have no budget. You can do that all day long. I will track it carefully. And when I get what I want, I, I pay you. And again, we're really, our incentives are aligned. I mean, one of the things that I talk about in the book Something I believe in deeply is just historically, you know, the alignment of, of behavior and incentives. Um, Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's number two, uh, once said, you know, show me the incentive and I'll, and I'll show you the behavior. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that's really true across uh, a lot of elements of life and business. Yeah, I've never come across that before, but I guess it's relevant to, you know, what's going to motivate people into a certain, I, I guess, actions through that emotional connection to whatever the incentive may be. Yeah, so the, the, one of the examples I give is the uh, subprime mortgage crisis in the U.S. What happened there is the people who, who, who made loans, you know, we changed the rules so they could make the loans and they could sell them uh, to Wall Street to be securitized. And so suddenly people who made mortgage loans had, had zero interest uh, in whether the person they were making the loan to could, could repay it. You know, the incentive was just to make the loan and, and to sell it. And that change of incentive uh, almost brought down the global economy. So uh, I think that's a really good example of how you know you can get all the behavior changes you want. You, originally, when you were a bank and you made a mortgage loan, it was all about the performance of the loan. So you were very focused on if people could pay the loan and how it performed. As soon as we switched the incentive to just you know make the loan and sell it, uh, again we almost uh, put the whole financial system in in serious jeopardy. I mean, I, I think there's, uh, I mean, I'm thinking about the, the power of, of affiliate marketing and, and also, you know, internet marketing, network marketing. I mean, there's very, very many similarities between, between them all. You know, it's, I guess it's that, that freedom of having a, um, an, an independent workforce that are entrepreneurial and, you know, they're building their, uh, 
their tribe, so to speak, or they're building their following, and, and then obviously marketing products. I mean, is there is there any clear differences? Because I know there's, you know, obviously the direct selling industry worldwide. I believe it's in the region of 178 billion dollars, which is something like 60 billion dollars larger than the music, movie, and gaming industries all put together. So it's a huge marketplace. Um, what what yeah. what what sort of slight edge differences are there in your knowledge and experience from the likes of affiliate marketing and maybe network marketing? Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I think when you say network, you probably mean multi-level yeah. network, which is sort of how, 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 yeah. So that's really about building multi-level market is about building a sales force. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you do well when you're at the top of that pyramid. So it's actually less about recruiting the product and more about recruiting people to to sell. Um, and a lot of times those products tend to be the type of products that sell in a high pressure um, sales model. Uh, I think affiliate marketing is a little different because the, the person you, you know, you're recruiting is really often the person that's doing the, the selling and the marketing. And it's technically it's tied to great brands, right? You don't see a lot of great brands uh, having their product in a multi-level marketing. I mean, there have been some, um, but, but in general, you know, they've built up their brand that way and it's really powerful. But that tends to be the stay at home parties. And, and I think the, the quality of brands in that space is a lot less versus every quality brand in the world has an affiliate program and they're looking for direct partners. But you said it exactly. It is, it is, it is a marketplace of marketing experts. And that's one of the things I talk about in the book, kind of crowdsourcing your marketing on an enterprise basis. You open up the system, you have clear rules, you have tracking, people join. And, you know, if you've just figured out Instagram and now you don't know how to figure out Snapchat, there's probably some kid out there who's mastered Snapchat marketing and you tell them what a customer is worth to you or uh, to him or her and, and they'll send you customers. So uh, in the same way that Airbnb and Uber have grown without having to own all these underlying assets, a marketing department these days really can become a collection of marketing gurus who are who are working on your behalf. So, so tell us a little bit about what you do in Acceleration Partners. I mean, obviously, very successful in the U.S., expanding worldwide, as we, we briefly discussed prior to the show, and recently, well, four months in the U.K. Now, T tell us what you do in that, you know, in that business that you're obviously the managing director and founder of. Yeah, so we start and manage programs for for large global brands. Um, so we run programs for folks like uh, Target uh, and Adidas and Gymboree. Uh, and a few others that um, I probably can't name but are on our website. Yeah. Uh, our focus is on starting these programs, managing them. It's a combination of recruiting people, optimizing them, giving them content, ideas. It's a lot of technology plus partnerships. And we're really aiming to be the first uh, agency to do this on a, on a global basis. There's a lot of growth in the technologies that power these programs. Uh, globally, but really not uh, a service firm that's been able to to tackle that for brands that are looking for help and and the global aspect is really growing quickly for us and um, we brought on a phenomenal uh, managing director in the UK, uh, Helen Southgate, and she really has has the business taking off over there. So we're we're, we're excited about uh, you know we laid a plan out uh, two years ago and we're we're executing to hit that um, by January 2020. Sounds exciting. Sounds exciting. So from a, from a service perspective, you know, obviously you're doing all the technical sides, you're creating the programs and, and obviously positioning these major brands to succeed in this affiliate marketing world. Do you access or, or does, 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 forgive me, does the, the, the business acceleration partnership, do you have access to a database of 
professional affiliate marketers is that something you have in your in your locker so to speak or is it is that not part of what you connect them to is that a different different field no exactly so we have we have a partner database we keep a list of people and you know part of it is a little bit digitizing business development um, and talking to clients about working with clients and thinking about all the types of people that would be good for a brand to work with so we both, you know, have an existing sphere of, of partners that we work with, but but based on the business, we also go out and uh, and find partners for those people. Brilliant, brilliant. So, do you? I mean, obviously, you're working with a lot of big brands. I mean, do you ever do you ever get attracted to um, you know, new businesses launching? Is there anything that? I mean, obviously, I know you say obviously forgive me you you talk about obviously leadership and i know you know you, you speak internationally now uh, as a keynote speaker for for the industry and you know educating audiences around the globe um and i know you do speak about you know um you know growth customer acquisition leadership and the, the culture of leadership so do from a from a culture of leadership perspective do you um my brain's gone now, Robert. I'm going to be really honest with you. <laughs> Here, uh, let, let, let me answer what I let me answer what I think the question is. Um, so, so one of the things, yeah, I, I, I'm passionate about marketing and I am passionate about culture and leadership, and I think Acceleration Partners is the is the culmination of those two things. Uh, one of the things I would say is every business is two business. You are, you are the product and, and and you are the company. And I've seen a lot of companies get early success based on the product and then fail. Um, because they don't pay any attention to the company. And the company is the operations and how you run the business and it's the people and the culture. And so, you know, we aim to, on the product side, have the best, be the best affiliate marketing agency in the world. But we do that by trying to build an extraordinary um, culture uh, and, and, and best practices, systems and excellence around the operation of the business. And I think that is the combination that allows us to uh, succeed and we're in a people-oriented business. So a lot of times working with agencies, there's a lot of turnover. That's the frustration. I mean, we, we try to make sure that we have people that are really um, happy and productive and you know that that that's how we maintain our our competitive advantage. I think you know there's a lot of awards around growth and fast growing and frankly those become a little old. I, you know, I'm I'm more proud that we have you know one best place to work for small businesses in 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 the U.S. from the likes of uh, Fortune and Inc. and Entrepreneur Magazine, and I think we're in the top one percent of about all companies on on Glassdoor. So Beautiful. that you know, we've we've created a, a definitely a unique culture, and I think that drives a lot of our business performance. Uh, amazing, and I, and and I was you know edging that way. <laughs> I, I just so, I pulled, hey, I pulled you. You, 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 sa yeah. you saved me. You pulled me away. So yeah, no. The, the great the great thing I think Robert is um, you know obviously your journeys come from you know, selling candy in the, in the, in the playgrounds and having that entrepreneurial spirit, which I, I fully understand. I was running a few businesses that were thwarted by the school headmaster. And yeah. you know, I remember my mum being called in and, and my dad and, right, and you would get yelled at rather than someone, you know, this, I'm, I'm talking about this in my new book, but there are very few mentors, even though 80% of us will go into business in some way, there are very few mentors in life in the traditional education system that would grab you. And rather than put you in detention, say, this kid's good at business. Let's let's get him a mentor. Let's teach him how to sell the market. I mean, most of the people I know that are good at business were 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 distracted. They were not paying attention. They were not conformist. They were not good at all the class, and they just constantly got berated at for that, rather than someone recognizing that innate talent and saying to them, you know, you can make a 
a living out of this. One, one of the things that I, I, I talk about in, in my book that's going to come out based on um, Friday Ford is there was a speaker I saw uh, who, uh, Dave Randell, uh, who uh, has a speech called The, the Freak Factor. And, and he says, you know, all, all throughout my life, I was told to sit down and shut up in school. And now I get paid $10,000 a day to stand up and walk around. If anyone had told me I could get paid $10,000 a day to stand up and walk around, I would have very clearly said, that's what I'm going to do in life. Um, so I, I always like that story. No, that's brilliant. I mean, I was really lucky to have parents that, you know, come out of school and said, right, just don't do it in school, but well done, you know? Um, yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, so going back to obviously the, the beginnings, I mean, obviously you've, you've built the, you know, the, obviously the chairman of Brand Cycle and, you know, obviously this um, this fabulous business where you're really globally impacting, you know, major brands and, and really giving the opportunity to affiliate marketers around the world, which is phenomenal. How did that kind of develop from you? I mean, the Friday Forward, you mentioned that briefly a moment ago in obviously your new book is really going to be based on that. I mean, Friday Forward is your your personal blog. Is that is that where you started to learn internet marketing and find your feet in the affiliate world before you, you know, have taken this leap and, and building this culture and this massive business that you're running now? No, uh, so I learned I learned marketing from uh, a blog that I had launched about, uh, and this is the stories in the in the performance partnership book about uh, more than ten years ago now, uh, called Bobby's Best, which was a product review blog. So I started. Uh, I had kids. People were asking me. I was always doing product review uh, reviews. People were always asking me what we bought and what we liked and we didn't like. So I started a newsletter. I started putting it on the web. Uh, and that's when I learned I could monetize through affiliate. And that's how I sort of got connected to the affiliate world uh, and learn marketing. I've always been in the consumer space. I've always worked with early stage companies. And what I came to realize was that uh, it's not whoever has the best product. There are a lot of companies with great products out there that no one knows. I mean, you need to get customers and you need to get customers profitably. And again, I think every, everything happens for a reason. And I sort of that's why I found this model, because I think it's one of the best models to get cu customers profitably. So. I've always been about helping businesses get started, helping them get uh, traction, get awareness, but, but you, you need to get customers profitably or you'll be out of business or out of the money you borrowed, which then you'll be um, out of business. So Friday Forward actually came about later. Uh, it came about two years ago. It started when we had about 25 employees. Um, I had read this book called Miracle Morning. I'd been to a lot of leadership training I really started to focus on redoing my morning and starting the day on a positive note. I think most of us wake up and we check our email and we respond to us and we turn on the news and you start your first hour of the day just totally defensive. And when I came to see over and over again that the most successful people in the world and the highest achievers had control of their uh, morning. So I, I started doing stuff like working out and journaling and, and, and trying to read stuff that was positive and positive stories. Uh, I went through some book of quotes, some other stuff, and eventually I sort of ran out of that material. And uh, people would send me stories, I'd see quotes, all stuff, and I decided, you know, every day would be too much. But on Friday morning, I think I titled the first one Friday Inspiration, I would send my team kind of a note, uh, just about a, a story, a quote, something that was either a little challenging or inspiring. And I sent them out for a few weeks. I didn't know if anyone was was reading them. And I started to get notes back from people saying, you know, these are really great. I, I love that you spend the time to do this. I enjoy this. Uh, and, and it sort of became my a little journal. And uh, they, they tell me they would forward them to friends and family. 
So then I was talking to a few other CEOs and I said, you know, I'm really getting a great response to sending out these notes. You should try it. So they took mine and did it or did their own and they all said the same thing. And this thing of sending it to other people and friends and family came up again. So at this point I said, oh, huh, I wonder if other people would like this content. So I started putting some friends and family on the list and some other business people. I still wrote it as if I was writing to my employees, but I just expanded the email, the BCC. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Kept getting more feedback. Uh, so eventually I had to, I couldn't manage the subscribers. I had to launch a, a, a newsletter list. And so it's a, it's a natural newsletter that goes out every Friday. And I ended up creating the blog about a year later because uh, people would join and they'd want to know where the old ones were. So it so, sort of existed in the archive. But most of the people read it um, in, in the little newsletter form. And uh, I now have 25,000 uh, subscribers, uh, I think, from every continent in the world except uh, Antarctica. Uh, and it's it's I get all these notes every week about just the right message at the right time. And it's sort of been a primer for me on, on growing my team and focusing on, uh, rather than trying to make people just better employees, focusing on getting them to want more, building their capacity, having them perform better in all aspects of their lives and then seeing that translate into into better business performance. That's fantastic. So it's people are coming very much congruent, you know, home and at home and in business life, which is which is great. I mean I've, yeah, yeah. I've I mean, read, you, you, sorry. You don't sorry, I was just gonna say you, you, do you ever see someone in your company who's stressed and worried about money and all stuff at home and then performing well at work? It it, it, it really you know, it's usually pretty consistent across the board. I think we, we uh, I think as uh, many people are maybe sometimes more emotionally connected than others. Uh, I think you know I work with a, a large organization and, and really emotionally connected to working with and supporting people. But I believe, you know, in my humble opinion, I think we all operate from our feelings. And if we're feeling good on the inside, it, it projects onto the outside and it enables us to perform when we feel good. Um, so I, I, I really do understand that. So, I mean, I, I've had a, um, you know, a really good look through some of your posts over the last week um, when I connected to Friday Forward you know, about a week, maybe maybe 10 days ago, Max. And there's some amazing like insights in there on, on leadership, on culture and, uh, you know, goals and standards was one of the one I think quite recent that I liked um, playing to your strengths, etc. Where, where does your inspiration come from? Is this something that really stemmed from you changing your morning routine and engaging with you know, having that positive start to every day? Yeah, I think that is part of it. Uh, But it comes from sort of figuring out your why. So I talk about this uh, in the book. I think part of leadership is really figuring out who you are and what you want and then lining activities to it. So I, I am... I've gone through a lot of these processes and I, my why is to sort of figure out a better way and, and share it. So I, I'm always toying with these things, collecting things. Now people send me these things. And uh, I, I think my gift is figuring out how to synthesize it uh, and, and communicate it to people in a way that's easy for them to understand and, and actionable. Uh, I have a list of about a hundred uh, topics that I thought. The problem is not my brain not having enough articles. I, in, in terms of, uh, you know, I've talked about I think in a past post, sort of having ADD. I mean, that is not so. That's not a problem. Running out of ideas, it's it's organizing and 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 executing them. But as much as I keep a list of forty or fifty as they as they come to me, something usually happens in that week 
uh, in my world that that creates an opportunity to tie it into a current event, which I often do. So it's interesting. I don't end up going to the reserve list very often because some confluence of events uh, come together. And now that I do this, people send me stuff all the time. So this, the, there was a story a few weeks back called Bad Week. I think it was one of the most popular ones to date. It was shared the most. And uh, someone sent me that and said, this would be awesome for a Friday for And I read it and I was like, oh, this is great. So and then I just really had to build a story around it and tie it into something uh, current that was going on. Yeah, brilliant. So some tips for some, some of our listeners. I mean, we have a, a wide range of listeners, isn't it? as I mentioned, from... You know, I mean, I know we've got, you know, athletes that listen to our show through, you know, to even affiliate marketers, to, to multi-level marketers and, you know, in you know small businesses, etc. So and even CEOs. So what, what sort of tips can you can you share with maybe our CEOs, leaders of, of companies to, to implement their own, I guess, their own version of Friday forward into their into their businesses, into their companies to really empower and influence their people to be the very best versions of themselves like like you very much started it with yours yeah well they can they can take mine uh if they want and share them uh a lot of companies i know have slack channels and distributed in there they just send them out and that's great i'm happy for them to do that again my goal is to just make an impact uh i'm happy for people to share them but i think it taking the time as a leader of whatever organization to be thoughtful to clarify your thoughts to share it to show some vulnerability uh, and then to realize again, your 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 people are an asset, and uh, it, you can get them to perform at a higher level. So uh, that 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 to me is the goal. I've really become fascinated with this concept of building capacity. I think when you build your own capacity, you tend to pull people along with you because uh, as you start to achieve things and to do things and set goal and improve your morning, your family notices, your friends notice, other people notice, and they say, "Oh well." If he can run a triathlon, uh, I can run a triathlon. And then, you, you know, I, I ran a triathlon while I was writing my first book, and everyone said, "You're crazy. Why are you doing these two things?" And I said, "Well, I really, I really need to be doing this. This is forcing me to work out and get exercise at the same time. I'm spending three hours a day on writing, so they, they go hand in hand. But I, I, I really believe in 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 trying to use inspiration to uh, have people believe they can do more, want to do more, but at the same time, um, pushing them. So. I think that is the combination of the formula and Friday Forward. It's it oscillates between posts that are a little pro- provocative uh, and ones that are uh, inspirational. But I think you can inspire people to want to achieve more. Well, Robert, I'm I'm forever grateful for for your insights and your you know your philosophies and leadership attitude really of how you've you know built and developed your business right the way back from the the school ground up to you know launching. Um, your acceleration partners business here into the UK recently and I'm positive with your mindset and attitude it'll be as successful as it has been in the States and other countries so thank you very much for your time Um, I'm guessing people can connect with you over at Friday Forward which is spelt uh, Friday Forward FWD rather than the full spelling dot com and obviously you've also got Robert S. Glazer.com so people can connect with you over there and you know obviously grab a copy of your existing successful, you know, global best-selling book, Performance Partnerships, and also you've got your new book coming out. Um, have you got a date for that yet? Have you got a deadline you're working to? Uh, I think it's probably it's going to be next year. Uh, the question in, in working with some uh, publishers, uh, I think probably around the first, since it'd be a good like New Year's type uh, thing. So that's what we're that's what we're aiming for. But I'll, I will have some more updates on that, and then. 
in the next few months. Anyone anyone on the Friday forward list uh, will get will get uh, an update about when the book will be released. That's fantastic. Well, I'm certainly engaged on the list myself, so I'm forever grateful for your time. Robert, and uh, appreciate um, you giving us some of that valuable time to, to come and share your story with our listeners. So I wish you a, a really fantastic day over in Boston and uh, Thanks, maybe Greg. another fruitful one for you. And we'll connect again soon. Thanks so much, Greg. That's a pleasure. All right, take care. If you enjoyed today's show, we would appreciate it if you would like. Most people share through social media. Then subscribe, rate, and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe, and join the community of passionate people.